Happy New Year and welcome to 2024. Jennifer, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Yes. I'd like to be able to write and type that it is 2024 before, say, like April when I finally get the hang of it. So, you know, when I write things, it's still going to be 2023 for far too long. I just can't believe we're here already. What about you? It is just seems like we were just celebrating 2023 starting and and here we are at, at 2024. And, you know, yes, i often, every time January comes, I am one of those people that are like, okay, January's here and I am going to, you know, work out three, four, five times a week and I'm going to eat better. And, and it, it, it only lasts about three weeks. Well, the eating better part, you always eat, you're a very good cook. I am. I love it. I love to cook. But, you know, I am definitely uh, one of those people that make a ton of resolutions. You fall and off they the last wagon. about a week. Oh, yeah. Like a week, <laughs> you know, two weeks in max. And we're like, yeah, all right. Let's just, it's 2024. It's February. Let's go on. We're really good friends. I'll catch you when you fall off that wagon. <laughs> See, that's why I set mine so simply. I love it. I think yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Let's okay, I'm, I might try that this year. I might. Try that <laughs> we at Moms on Call know that there are many parents out there that are making their parenting resolutions for this year. In fact, we can pretty much guarantee that one of the most common parenting resolutions this year is to get your child's sleep schedule in order. Very, very true. Oh, I had a friend in college who used to pronounce that word so great. I guarantee. Oh, well, Justin Wilson there. Yeah. And if you're new to Moms on Call, this is a great episode. Not only will we give you some tips and tricks on getting your toddler's sleep schedule just right, but we'll also explain how our Toddler by Design program can help you with sleep and so much more. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Laura. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We're so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, this is Aneka calling from New York State. I'm calling regarding sleep with my three, nearly four-year-old. Uh, so he has been having a hard time falling asleep. He will he will be happily singing to himself um, for seemingly hours. Um, the doctor said that it was okay to give him melatonin, but I'm wondering if it's time that we just drop his nap. He will take an occasional nap Um on the weekends when he's home with us at um, his preschool, they are still giving him a nap. Just wondering if it's time to, and he'll nap there about uh, one to two hours max, but just wondering if we should just encourage them to drop the nap so that he could have um, a more consistent sleep. We normally put him down around 8 p.m. He normally wakes up about 6-ish, 6, 6, 6.30. Um, 
but just wondering if we should um, try to drop the nap so that he could actually go to bed closer to eight as opposed to nine or nine thirty. Thanks so much. I appreciate all that you do. Okay. Well, I hear that you're hailing from my home state of New York, even though I do not have any <laughs> accent. My family what has happened? called me Magnolia. Yeah, absolutely. But some of my family has a very characteristic New York accent. So um, I just have such a love for the city that never sleeps, except when you're using mom's on call. Right. And that is so, so true, right? And, and you know, as we get to closer to this four years of age, naps can, you know, we definitely don't necessarily need no naps. Sometimes they'll have quiet time. I want us to really look at how late those naps are happening. But even before we get there, we need to know what his design is. Because I think knowing his design will 100% direct the steps that we take for bedtime. Definitely for bedtime. And for nap time, you know, the engineers are the ones that are so wonky with naps, like they'll take one every week and a half. So if you have that engineer, that is your life. And that one nap, you evaluate everything that you did that day that could have possibly resulted in this nap. And you could replicate it exactly the next day and no nap. Nope. So what we really do is we have what we call a nap opportunity. And like as moms, we have eight kids between us. We have two sets of twin boys full of energy. I need an hour. Yeah. I just need an hour. So they can cry, play, or sleep, but there's always that nap opportunity time. And we want to just keep that as long as we can. If we're getting one or two naps a week, then keep nap opportunity time. And on a day when you're, you know, going to the zoo or you have other things and the nap opportunity time doesn't happen via your household schedule, that's fine. It's fine. It's not essential. It's like Laura was saying, if it lasts too late, that's the time when it can start to affect nighttime sleep. So we don't like them lasting past about 4 p.m. At the latest. And so, you know, when, so let's, let's kind of start off from the ground first, Jennifer. So when we're talking about designs, we've talked about engineer, we've talked, so just so that everybody, as a reminder, we have Toddler by Design, and it is an incredible quiz on the website. It's free. You can take the quiz and it'll give you some quick, uh, that quick result of what your child is. And that is how we know what we need to be doing. For example, we talked about we had movement kids and we have social kids or we have rule followers or touch or our sweet little engineers where that brain seems to be going all the time. Well, how we handle the evenings really is affected by that design. So Jennifer, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the examples. So if I'm a you know movement kid, What's some things that you can do in that evening time that's going to help me to burn off some of that energy and get ready to go to bed as soon as I possibly can? Well, movement kids typically sleep pretty well because they are really good at getting their energy out. And it's so funny because even as we speak about it and the perspective that we have, you automatically knew because of the word movement, what your child might need right before bed. They need to get that physical energy out. The hardest one is the engineer. We've talked about that. Mental energy is much harder to expend than physical energy for kids. Oh, and the ones that 
love people. Oh, the oh, people. our sweet little social. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they need they need to be adequately peopled. <laughs> so in the evening time, you know, that's a great time <laughs> for a little play date. If you have a cul-de-sac that, you know, has other kids their age. Oh, they're just going to love that. When they're adequately peopled, they do better. They rest better. Um, we have our rule followers. We really don't need to talk much about them. If you yeah. tell them what time night time is or what time nap time you is. You follow the rules. Yeah. And everybody fun. in the house follows the rules. It's all good. But if you don't have that kind of kid and you're feeling yourself getting a little jealous inside, those kids can also be pretty bossy. So it's it's not just like the perfectly well-behaved rule follower toddler. But they do tend to get into the rhythm of nighttime and nap time a little bit better. And then... Oh, oh can we talk about the touch kids? The touch kids. Oh, They're, my gosh. They don't want to go to bed without touching something, somebody. Snuggly snuggles. If they have a sibling, they're the one that's always like getting that foot over and the siblings designed differently. And the sibling says, mom, they're touching me. Yeah. Yeah. My sister literally made a line down the car when we had these long car rides and and she'd make a line and I get like an imaginary line down the center of the car. And that was her space, and I needed to stay in my space. Well, my younger did you? sister. So did I would you? Right up to the, I was like, I'm moving the line over, Stephanie. <laughs> and then I would be like, I'm not touching you. But I'd go like as close to the line as I possibly could. <sighs> and uh, so those touch kids, you know, we want to make sure that they have a lot of human contact in the evenings. So even if it's kind of rough and tumble time, even if you're kind of doing some wrestling time with them, boys or girls, they will love it. We want to fill the things that motivate them so that they can rest well. And so a couple of things. So we're going to look at the routine. Daycare has to do what they have to do. Talk to them. Make sure that that nap's not lasting past 4 p.m. Let's keep a consistent bedtime. Let's know that little one's design and then use that to our benefit as we get ready to head down to sleep and then be as consistent as possible with that sleep environment. And then maybe we can just rename. It'll be New York, the city that never sleeps unless you have Moms on Call. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive not just survive your amazing parenting journey.